Um, yesterday night, we had our Emmaus banquet, and so we wanted to show the film that we showed last night. We had a, just a, an amazing night of celebration and testimonies, and I thought to myself, man, I really wish that everybody at church could hear, because this is a story that you guys all um, are a part of, your prayers, the way that you've sown into our college ministry. It's, it's the fruit of this whole church. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to put a testimony up this Sunday. And so we're going to bring a testimony of one of our awesome students. Her name is Adriana, and she's representing our KU campus, our newest campus, right? Um, we are, we went from Yonsei to Yonsei Iwa KU SNU. And so it's pretty incredible what God has done. I mean, he's truly amazing. And so just to give you a snippet of some of the powerful stories that happened throughout the semester, let's just give a warm welcome to Adriana. Like Pastor Aaron said, I'm Adriana, um, and I'm currently on a semester-long exchange program at KU, and I'm almost an official member of New Philly Church, which is today. <laughs> so um, I'm not going to lie. I came to Seoul with the idea that my life would become a Korean drama. Uh, it was my initial inspiration, after all, uh, but I completely disregarded the fact that God had and still has bigger and greater plans for me, and simply because of the fact of who I was and where I was in my life. So... By name, I'd been a Christian for about two years, but I would really only consider the first six months of my life to be really dedicated to Jesus. Uh, I was in the spring semester of my sophomore year in college when I prayed that prayer, giving my life to the Lord. But by the time my junior year came around, I felt like God was testing me with new circumstances that I thought were too hard for me to handle, with or without him. So I took steps back and away from God, beginning the darkest time in my life. Growing up, I was always a smart one, the one who got good grades, so being a math major seemed like a good way to keep that up once I got into college. But when I failed one of my major requirement classes my junior year, I rapidly spiraled downward. I isolated myself out of shame and embarrassment, felt judged by my own family, and learned to hate myself. I often played it off like it didn't really affect me, but inside, I was dead. I felt alone and slipped into a depression that had me thinking that life was worthless and useless just like me. If I wasn't the smart one anymore, who was I? My depression got bad enough to go on medication, and while it did help to numb the bad thoughts, it, uh, I found myself numb to the good things, too. And I now that I know that I was just going through the motions of life and was just surviving and not really living. And I remember right before I left for South Korea in February, my little brother, who was having a blast at his first year in college, told me wisely to reinvent myself in South Korea. When he said that, I thought it sounded good, and maybe I would get into the party scene, just like many other exchange students and Korea students do. But I don't know why I thought I would ever do that, because I never partied in America, so I, I don't know what I thought. Uh, <laughs> um, but I thought it was the only out I had to the dull life I was living. Uh, clearly, God had a different plan. <laughs> I came to Emmaus through fluke, and though I now realize it was a divine appointment, uh, and I have since discovered that my brother is right. My life here in Korea is being radically and wonderfully reinvented by the ultimate inventor, creator, and father. I went through H&D completely out of faith out of just three, after three weeks of being here. Uh, my small group leader, Eunice, is over there, <laughs> led me through it, and I couldn't believe I was doing it. Me, thinking I was too far gone from God to be brought back and too far to be loved by anyone anymore, going through H&D. I didn't know why I did it, but I knew deep down I had to. I shared things with her I had never told anyone before. 
Strongholds of lust and a 10-year pornography addiction were broken off instantly, and now I am truly free from it. Issues with and hatred toward my dad were shattered as I placed Jesus in the middle of previously hurtful memories. Even an old recollection of seven-year-old me being sexually assaulted by a fellow student surfaced right before coming to South Korea, and now I don't feel pain and fear about it anymore. Yeah. I was challenged to get off my depression meds, and I am finding myself becoming more and more alive as I take less and less of the medication. I am filled with the joy of God rather than meds, and I've never felt so free and full in my entire life. (laughs) I'm not done yet. (laughs) There's more, there's more. (laughs) Okay, thank you, though. But this new life that I had started living out of faith wasn't even close to being out of God's hands. I remember my first joint prayer meeting in March as the first time I went to anything extra new Philly related. Uh, Daniela, a friend from KU, asked if anyone wanted to join her at JPM because she really wanted to go. I said I would, but only because I felt bad for making her go by herself, not because I was looking for God or feeling really excited to pray. I actually really hated all forms of prayer. Uh, I thought, why pray? God knows all my thoughts, so what's the point? Uh, Whatever. So when I got to JPM and realized it was literally all prayer, you could say I was a little upset. Um, but then we got into groups to pray for each other, more prayer, and I know I completely shut down. <laughs> Problem was, I had a wall around my heart, feeling that these two people in my group I didn't even know would ridicule and judge me because I couldn't pray perfectly. Plus, I was in a group with two new Philly leaders, and when I asked to close the session in prayer, I said that I was uncomfortable and that I couldn't. So not only did I say no to two leaders, I also said no to God, believing that he couldn't speak through me and use me in any way. When I said no, I said that he wasn't good enough. However, I have since discovered that I love praying and talking with God. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Especially after being here in New Philly where where prayer is so crucial. And it's it's so loud here, too. I mean, you can't not pray. Uh, I pray about everything now, and I'm finding that the words flow much more freely since I gave it up to God and let him break down that wall. I see that my words are powerful and that I shouldn't use them to speak the death I had become used to, but to speak life, because God has given that good life to me. God kept taking me to glory to, from glory to glory since then. I was amazingly blessed by the Emmaus retreat, where God clearly and firmly reminded me through my small group leader, through fellow college students, and through other leaders praying over me, that I am so precious to him that I'm such a treasure, and that he's incredibly proud of me, no matter what. At the retreat, Pastor Marcus talked about how God's people hadn't heard from him in 400 years, wondering where he was, until God chose Mary for his greatest pleasure. I felt like her, numb to life, numb to seeing goodness, wondering where he was all along. And then, bam, Jesus shows up and uses his amazing grace. (laughs) Jesus shows up and uses his amazing grace to use me and just love me. But strangely enough, I thought that God had brought me to my limit after that retreat, that I couldn't handle anymore, and that I would be in this pretty good place for the rest of my life. But once again, God proved me wrong. <laughs> the churchwide retreat was next, and the Holy Spirit was coming for me. <laughs> I, was brought, I was brought up in a conservative uh, Catholic background, uh, so I'd never heard of or seen manifestations of the Spirit, so really seeing the power of the Holy Spirit at the retreat was just mind-blowing. I wasn't really scared, but I was intrigued, and I was so hungry for anything that God could give. Actually, I got the gift of tongues about a week beforehand, which Pastor Aaron actually inspired. Side story. So there was a girl at at KU. She got the gift of tongues, and we were talking about it when Pastor Aaron came to visit KU. 
and she was telling us how she got it and how she was just praying in her room and she just got it all of a sudden. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Maybe I'll do that. And bam, there it was. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> it was really cool. So at the retreat, I thought that I could just, uh, I was expecting to just, uh, I was expecting the retreat uh, just to give me a way to develop that, that gift more. But what I wasn't expecting was to be going up for an altar call and end up moving and shaking on the ground after Stephen Beauchamp said fire over my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't get taken away to heaven or see any powerful images, but I felt peace. I felt a peace that my body wasn't my own then, that my spouts of joyful laughter while I was down were directly from God's mouth, that everything about my life and me belonged to God now, and that he was doing great things with me, even if it may be a mess, in a mess on the floor. <laughs> I'm no longer, now I'm no longer alone, being set in New Philly and in my small group, who I'm so proud to call family. I'm so filled with joy now, a deep well set firmly in my heart and continually being filled to the overflow. My identity isn't based on anything earthly anymore, and I know that I'm already seated in heaven. My relationship with God isn't based on my own earthly father anymore, but based in scripture and being made in him who made me. I love that God has proven me wrong and is showing me that my life isn't mine anymore. I seriously believe that no matter how far gone I thought I was or how huge my sins are, he will still love me. That his love will cover all things and are greater than anything I could ever do. <sighs> that my life is in the hands of the most trustworthy and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm still in shock that all this has happened in just three months. Eunice keeps telling me I'm in a good place, but I think she's actually kind of crazy because, <laughs> because God keeps pulling me along, not letting me stay in one place long enough to hardly process but I'm so hungry for more of God that it doesn't matter how fast or slow he's taking me. Uh, I just want to latch onto his hand with an unwavering grasp and just let him lead me where he wants and just trust and believe that my semester in Emmaus and New Philly has prepared me for everything good he wants to give me. I've come so far, and I can say with confidence that a backslidden life is no longer mine. Yay! Yeah.